Hey everyone, this is Christopher Luxon, the former CEO of Ear New Zealand. This is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. This is Tracy Ibarra. I'm an executive solutions at Dell Technologies. This is Travis Chappell, founder of Build Your Network. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change, to navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, my very good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsos. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another mashup. I have some wonderful guests to share with you. In fact, these two episodes that I'm about to share with you in this mashup of late, they these two episodes of late have been really, really cool in the sense that I've got so much feedback from the listeners about these two different people that I actually interviewed. Episode 306, Herman Simon. What a wonderful author, businessman. He's done a lot in his career. And the title of the episode is Many Worlds, One Life. In fact, that's the title of one of his latest books. Now, it's a superb interview. And, um, you know, so like I said, there are a lot of people that send me messages about this interview with Herman. And you'll hear his accent as well. And a wonderful guy. Uh, so do check that one out uh, once you hear, hear the mashup if you want to check out the episode. And 308 is the other episode from Peter Hopwood. Now it's creating the connection when speaking. Now you notice, well, the, there's a little bit of a difference with Peter's piece or the snippet that I've actually put into this episode. Because I actually had a burning question that I wanted to ask him around storytelling. Because you see, he actually works with people and coaches them around speaking and connecting. And so it's really, really quite cool. So I had this burning question I wanted to ask him, and so I did ask him. Anyhow, I'm just going to leave it to you to sit back now, relax, and enjoy the mashup. Who's your favorite leader and why? I do not have one favorite leader, but I would name three. Hmm. Uh, Marvin Bauer, the founder of McKinsey, uh, McKinsey himself, he died three years after the company was founded in 1932. And Marvin Bauer is the person who created McKinsey, the culture, uh, the, the spirit, etc. The second is uh, Joseph Cardinal Höfner, who was uh, one of the most influential figures uh, in the Catholic Church, a cardinal in, in Cologne. And the third person is Mickey Lee. She is a granddaughter of the founder of Samsung, and she founded her own company, CJ Group, which now has a revenue of $26 billion. I met these three persons, and they left a very strong impression on me. But I would also describe a group of leaders as, as role models. These are the leaders of the hidden champions. The hidden champions are mid-sized, unknown global market leaders. And uh, I have written a couple of books about them. The newest one is coming out in May, Hidden Champions in the Chinese Century. And these leaders, often founders, 
they deeply impressed me and uh, they they're characterized by certain traits which which are somewhat unique first the unity of person and purpose a total identification with what they do second their ambition to be the best in their market that's why they are world market leaders then focus or you could call it single mindedness only focus leads to world class and force the ability to inspire others as an as a leader you cannot do it alone a, a, an artist a painter a, an author can become world famous on his or her own not a leader or an entrepreneur and this ability to inspire others i i i uh, take that back to saint augustine of hippo he said the fire which burns in you you must ignite in others so this is my the, the world of the leaders who deeply impressed me i also met many famous leaders i met uh, bill clinton i met M mikhail gorbachev and uh, hundreds of of leaders of large corporations they impressed me much less than the people i just described Mm -hmm. Interesting, isn't it? So we've got world leaders and so forth, but those who really impressed you were the ones who were the hidden champions. And I love the different areas you talked about, unity of purpose, the ambition to be the best in their own market, um, and then what they do in their industry and so forth, focus, which leads on to world class, and of course, the ability to inspire others. That's that's brilliant. I think that's uh, that's wonderful attributes or things for them to have, but you actually you you took that from that, which is really great, and um, yeah, I, I love that. Um, I was going to say to you a question, which was if you had a chance to meet them, what would be a question you ask them? But you've met them all, so that's that's the, I can't I yeah, can't really ask yeah. you that question, but um, um, but that's all good. I think that's that's wonderful. Tell me something. What was the difference between those world class leaders versus those hidden champions? Was there anything that was different about everyone or was there something that they all had in common but there was a little bit of difference because of of stature and things like that i don't know how to call it yeah i i i think it's difficult to describe and if you ask me why did they impress you so much uh, i i hmm. cannot articulate that but i think the true difference is in the in the core uh, many many uh, so-called leaders play a role these leaders who impressed me they did not play a role they were what they what they did they 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 walked the talk they were genuine i think this core is yeah is the core of of true leadership so that's uh, for instance expressed in the in the unity of person and purpose as a total identification with with what they do and and that uh, that creates um vis-a-vis -vis the employees or vis-a-vis -vis other people uh, a, a huge credibility uh, they they don't talk much but they convince through what they are for instance I, I had invited the Cardinal uh, of Cologne, which I mentioned, a big conference, which we did in the 80s on, on uh, business and the church. And so he said he had four doctoral degrees, own doctoral degrees in, in theology, in philosophy, in, uh, in, in law and in economics. So he said, 
no, I don't do it. And it was totally clear for me that there was no discussion. But then he recommended a cardinal from the Vatican, who was also an expert who, who gave the speech at this conference. This, like, uh, they say something, it, it, and it's solid, it's like a rock. Uh, strange experiences. Wow. Fantastic. I was going to say to you before, I think a lot of it is that they're very influential people, but also they become the leader rather than playing the role of the leader, as you were saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, that's yeah. good. Wonderful. Now, tell me, the, the, the title of the show is called Leadership is Changing. When I say that title or that statement, what does that mean for you? It's uh, ambivalent. I would say both statements are right. Leadership is not changing and leadership is changing. Leadership is not changing in the, in the fundamentals. The fundamentals which I learned in the three stages I described and which I uh, describe in, in a lot of detail in my autobiography, Many Worlds, One Life, A Journey from Farmhouse to Global Stage, these fundamentals do not change. Also, the, the aspect, the traits I describe with these exemplary leaders. But the concrete content uh, and the tools of leadership change, of course. Uh, when we talk about the, the, the values of, of employees today, they are much more related to purpose, to uh, social aspects, to environmental aspects uh, than these values were uh, 20, 30 years ago. And of course, as a leader, you have to respond to these changes and you also have to use the tools. Uh, the internet digitalization makes things possible, which haven't been possible. I, I introduced, for instance, that was in the late 90s, a weekly newsletter, letter, practically everybody does that today, where I was able to address all employees every Friday at nine o'clock European time. So the people in Japan and in San Francisco could read it within normal office times. These are new tools which you can use. Uh, you can talk to people who are remote by, uh, by virtual uh, software, etc. So the fundamentals of leadership haven't changed since Caesar's time 2,000 years ago. The concrete values and the tools are adjusting and you have uh, to go along with that as a leader. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love how you're saying it as well, because it is the values and it is the, the tools that are changing. And um, so what's really interesting here is that you're, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of leaders who are sort of being left behind. Why? Because if they're not changing quick enough along those tools and so forth that you're talking about, then they will get left behind and they become irrelevant. Yeah. So the important yeah. thing is you just can't sit on the foundations today. The foundations is the foundations. What we do with those foundations and how we apply it is what's really important for everybody. But there's this burning question I have in me, which is around storytelling. Why the, the importance of storytelling? Should, should leaders be talking about stories? Should they be using storytelling to help get their messages across? And why? Um, the answer to that is yes, definitely, right. definitely. So, so storytelling again. When we think of storytelling, for a lot of us, we think of this kind of like epic, epic adventures. Um, you know, rags to riches, a story. You know, start of a story. A hero. You know, a, a, a hero's journey, and then you know, at the end of the day, it's all like wow and. Try to sort of put that to, to, to the side and think of storytelling as, as simply moments of emotion plus a lesson. So moments of emotion 
plus a lesson, right? Because stories, that's all what the stories are. It, it's, it's moments of emo- emotions that we've all felt and can all relate to, right? So we think about gossip, right? So two people, my ex-wife and your, are you, are you married? You're married? Okay, you're, imagine you're, well, I don't have to imagine that, but two, two women coming, it doesn't have to be two women, anybody, friends coming together for a coffee, telling each other a story, stuff that has happened over the last week or so, some juicy stuff, some not so juicy stuff, bits and pieces. That's all storytelling, right? Because it's the intrigue that we have as humans to, 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 to know, to, to listen to emotions, moments of emotion and what they mean, right? So it's happening all the time. Storytelling happens in, you know, celebrity magazines that somebody has just um, maybe a celebrity that is now divorcing or a celebrity is now pregnant. Who cares? Right. But the people do care because it's emotion. All these emotions like all emotions that all adults feel we can relate to. Right. We can all relate to, 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 to those emotions because most of us, nearly all of us have, have, have gone through emotions. Right. So fear, rejection, excitement, joy, sadness, all all the others as well, right? Yeah. So when we when we talk about those things, we can straight away imagine what it feels like to be there or feels like to to experience that, right? And then at the end of it, a less a lesson, some kind of a lesson, some kind of like, okay, well, what does this mean, right? So that essentially is what what storytelling is. And so if we can use that more, people can listen to us more as well. So again, I said earlier on, unpredictability is good. A story usually is unpredictable. You don't know where it's going. So I can tell you, okay, let me let me explain to you a little bit about what happened yesterday. Right. So I, I started the day. Uh, uh, like this i went downstairs so again i can continue with that but you don't know where that's going no you don't know and, and you think it's the truth we we kind of automatically we we don't know okay loads of fake news and loads of loads of manipulation naturally that's happening in the world in the media we know that right but generally when we when we start telling a story of, of what's happened to us or somebody else or or the future, something in the future, vision story, let's say, we, we kind of believe it, yeah? And that's a good thing. We believe it, right? So, again, in terms of sharing messages, in terms of, let's say, sales as well, when we're talking about um, how good something is or how great something is, as soon as you start to feel that this is scripted, that this is you know, I've said it a million times before, you know what's coming again, it's, it's predictable, I'm, you're just one in a million, you're just, well, not one in a million, you're actually one, a person that I've spoken to you to about this, that is just like all the others, you're not different than anybody else, you're going to feel, actually, this, this feels salesy, and I don't want to, I don't want to continue this conversation, right, mm. but if I, let's say I started to, to share a little bit about what happened to, to, um, to a client, a client of mine, just like similar to to you, right? And I start explaining, and I, and I start explaining about that success story, how they came to us, how we met, what they were looking for, the challenges they had, and then how I sort of stepped in and and helped them with this, this, and this, and the, and they're kind of not the moral of the story, but at the end of the day, they're now you know happy, more confident, and sharing their messages and getting more business, right? So so you don't feel not threatened, but you certainly don't feel like, okay, this is salesy. So uh, stories, you can throw them in literally pretty much anywhere along that, along that scale to get people's attention, right? So stories are, are really helpful 
with that. Again, you can tell a story about something that's happened to a friend, let's say. You tell it to me. There's a moral or there's a lesson. If it's a really good one, tomorrow I can, you know, a friend of mine, I can say, listen, I was on this podcast last night and and uh, a guy called Dennis and um, he told me about this about this guy and blah, 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 blah. I won't say exactly the same words as you with exactly the same tone uh, and exactly the same phrases. But the moral, the lesson, I'll share that. Right. Mm-hmm. The same thing. So stories are really viral. Right. They're really easy to kind of pass on. Right. So as a, as a leader, as a leader with stories, with experiences, as a company with people in that company who have many different experiences, many different clients, let's say many different success stories. It's always a good idea to kind of come together now and again and, and, and almost share those stories internally so that you've got all these small little and again again they don't have to be big things or big adventures they can just simply be you know things that you they've seen or experienced or heard or or something happened to them that made them think about this which is relevant which is a message which we can all take right a client that's been that was you know had a few challenges at the beginning but but at the end of the day you you worked with them closely to get through those challenges and those issues and at the end of the day you've they're they're happy happy clients right and you're still with them, mm-hmm. right? So, so, so s- stories are again moments of emotion with a, with a lesson that can that can help us all. People who work for us, potential clients, clients who have already worked with us, right? And it can it can do many things. It could build the brand, it could build their credibility with you, and and it also really helps connection. So, so again, I I, I can start with a with a story not a st- I can't I don't have to say this is a story because no. again if I say let me tell you a story again your brain actually goes the other way and starts to think of when you were a kid maybe when you you know when we were a kid let me tell you a story when it's a st- let me tell you a story you think of a storybook and you think of a fable and you think of well, okay this is kind of like la la land this isn't actually real right so get always get away from saying let me tell you a story or here's a story about right just go straight into it so i can tell you i can start telling you a story about something that happened to me or or my background or whatever it is when i do that you as a listener again if we if we if we don't know each other you're more inclined to then open up and share your story Right. So what, what am I saying here? The more we kind of share stories, we kind of share stories to get stories. And when we do that and when that exchange starts to happen more frequently, what happens? Connection happens stronger. There's a stronger mm. connection. Right. Yep. So 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 essentially stories can help in many, many ways um, to, to strengthen that connection, to strengthen the credibility of who you are your company and also the services and the value you're providing so so really yeah stories are 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 really essential and often we don't realize don't always realize that that um the 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 power of what they can do oh Awesome. Listeners, you could be actually listening to this podcast, whether this episode with uh, with myself, with Peter, or other episodes I've got, and you can utilize and say to people, hey, I heard this on an episode of the day on this podcast I was listening to, and that you can use those kind of stories as well. Peter, that's so powerful about storytelling, and I love it. Moments of an emotion, moments of emotion and the lesson. It's the lesson as well that's really, really quite key um, to actually bring it home for people, for them to actually understand and make it relevant for them. Now, Peter, just a final question. 
I want to ask you, this, the, the, the show here is called Leadership's Changing. When I say that title of the show or that statement, what does that mean for you? Yeah, Leadership's Changing. I mean, for me, because of the work I do and because I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of the time here looking through this screen, working with leaders, helping them connect more, they have, they, you know, it is changing. It's still changing. It changed dramatically. Naturally, you know, something came up 22 years ago. We all know what that is, right? So helping leaders really connect better here. And, and you know, again, it's the same thing. Offline, in the real, I say the real world, in person, right, these skills that we have or had, these competencies, these communication competencies, right, all well and good. But when it comes to here, when it comes to this, that doesn't that doesn't mean you 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 know you can just transfer this exactly the same things to this environment because a lot of the time it doesn't work. One example is with with you know sales leaders, right? So something that I've seen often and 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 it comes up all the time with 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 the sales teams that that I that I work with, right? So in person, sales teams, sales professionals, really good. They know what they're doing. They've done it for years. They 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 they're striving. They have their ups and downs, but they're pretty good, and they consider themselves great, good sales professionals, right? Because they've got the skills and they they've got the um, they've got the know how. They know those little things, all the little kind of tricks and the little strategies and the techniques, and that's all well and good, and that's cool, right? But when it comes to here, so many, so many doing exactly the same thing, what they do in person, they do it here, and they're finding there's something missing. It's not working. It's not working as well. Right, they're not getting as many on those discovery calls. They're not getting as many kind of next conversations down the line, or something that that that, that trust, that credibility isn't as they don't get it as quick, perhaps as they would do it as they would do um, in person, mm. right? And it's the other way as well. How other people, some people maybe in person were not great at not you know particularly great at at, um, at at selling in person, but when it comes to here, because maybe they're they're focused, they're really aware of how they're showing up. They're really thinking about things like intention, connection, curiosity, right? They're, ma- they're, they're managing to connect better. So the connectors, we can say, if you're a good connector here, that opens up more possibilities to be stronger in, in whatever competency you, you, you have, right? So a stronger connector here. And we, we're seeing sort of new, almost like new sales stars, right? Mm. <laughs> new heroes in the sales industry because because they're, they know what they they understand that here it's it's the, the, those other skills are really important that connection really showing you're curious really trying to listen listening to listening through the screen is not easy right but you can you can do it by showing you can do it by showing certain signals again people can't see this you can see this Dennis right so uh, t- tell me tell me the kind of things that you've noticed that show you that I'm curious and I'm listen, really listening to you. What what have you noticed? You can share with the listeners. You're almost like leaning into the screen is one thing. The other thing I'm noticing is that your your eyes, but also the way that you're looking at me, it's like you're in, with intent to, to know what's going on and listening to me. But then the other one is you will clarify what I've actually said as well. And, yeah. um, and, and the nodding, of course, as well, which is really helping. And I think all of that is a combination – brings it together nicely for me that I know that you're with me as I'm saying. You got it. That's it. I want you, I want you to be 100% clear 
of my of what I'm feeling or, or or what I want you to feel, right? So I can I can I can do many things again with these nonverbals, my my nodding, I can do that. I can I can do this so you can see so you see this right now, Dennis. So I've got my I've got my finger on my chin and I'm and I'm kind of thinking. So it's sort of showing you that I'm kind of like considering yep. something. Even like folding my arms like this is a, is an indication that I, I I'm kind of thinking about this. Yeah, I'm sort of I'm curious about this. I'm curious to know what you think, right? But I'm slightly my head is slightly to the side, which again gives us the impression that I'm 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 listening more to you um, because my because my ear. I, I, over to the side it's just one of those indications that that gives you gives you the impression that i'm i'm listening more to what you have to say so yeah all Absolutely. of these things are really really important so people that are kind of showing these or are aware of these at least first thing is being aware of them and then you work on them and we because we good thing about zoom is well zoom any kind of virtual exchange because we're doing them all the time it's one th- it's a, it's something that we do constantly every day so why not say to ourselves, well, I'm going to get really good at this. I can Mm. practice this every day. (laughs) Yeah. I can practice this every day. So small things you do and you get good at them and you, and you can see, you, you can see and hear and feel if they're working, you can see and feel from the other person, whether, whether these things are actually working or not. So the more you do them, the more you get good at them. So again, it's, it's all about, you know, helping, helping these leaders, sales leaders marketing whatever department they they're in or, or even the ceos to really be aware and 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 connect more with and, and feel comfortable and making others feel comfortable as well you see listeners i told you these two gentlemen that i actually interviewed on episode 306 and 308 were superb and uh, actually world class so what i'm going to get you to do is i'm going to encourage you to go back to those episodes to listen to them fully. That is Herman Simon on episode 306, and uh, he talks about many worlds and one life. And of course, Peter Hopwood, creating from episode 308, creating the connection when speaking. And of course, Peter talked about committing, curious, and having the right intentions. All right, listeners, it's always a pleasure being with you. Thanks for joining me on this mashup. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.